Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it simply was the news that no one wanted to hear yesterday, not just golf fans, but sports fans, tourism people as well, as the New Zealand Golf Open became the latest COVID sporting event to be cancelled. It promised to be an incredible tournament, as uh, said before, those three spots up for grabs in the 150th Open Championship at St Andrews. What a carrot, uh, but it will no longer take place in 2022. Uh, joining us now to talk about this, so I imagine as a fairly disconsolate New Zealand golf boss, Dean Murphy, thanks uh, for joining us uh, this morning, Dean. Very frustrating, annoying, disappointing, so many adjectives, but at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. It's not, and uh, sadly, we, we couldn't be more disappointed, more gutted, more miserable about the whole thing. Um, that doesn't change the fact we just can't do it. Um, we tried bloody hard, did everything we possibly could to try and make it work, um, but sadly, we can't, and it's it's just it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Uh, I'm sure it is. I mean, I'm just a fan, um, but uh, you guys that have been attached to it and trying to get make it work... Uh, uh, the John Hearts of the world and his group, uh, uh, I imagine, would be really feeling it two years in a row. Now, uh, can you just tell, talk, talk to uh, us and enlighten us? Where does um, the Ministry, I assume we've got the Ministry of Sport come in? How closely do you work with them? Is it anything to do with them or was it straight out dealing with COVID and the, and the Ministry in charge of that? No, well, there's lots of ministries we we um, have interactions with. MB has been the primary one, and they look after the major events kind of portfolio, so they're the primary one. The Ministry of Sport is incredibly useful as well, but, um, you know, as we worked through it and the more we looked at it, um, and, you know, t- to be fair, they, they helped us where they could, but when we're at red, it's almost impossible. Um, you know, we're an event that has 156 players, 156 caddies, a couple of hundred sponsors, you know, thousands and tens and thousands of spectators and, you know, over 500 volunteers and all sorts of, you know, groups of people coming from all over the country. And uh, at red, it's it's pretty fatal. It's it's either on or off. And if we're at red, uh, we just can't do it. And it seems fairly likely. And we certainly couldn't get any certainty that we'd be out of red by the end of March. So that to start with was the fatal blow. And then not being able to bring international players in, uh, which we originally had, had lined up, being able to bring them in and have them sort of isolate and be able to train for a short period of time was pretty critical to that international standing and you know having the open exemptions up to St Andrews and all those sorts of things so um, you know that, that was a fatal blow as well but really it just comes down to can we do an event at red or not and, and we just can't and you know I, I really hope the rugby guys can get something going and you know they've just got 30 players out on the field and it's a bit easier to do with smaller numbers but um you know, it's, it's it's just heartbreaking, and you know, John Hart and, and Michael Gladding, plus Millbrook, our our underwriting partner, huge amount of time, effort, and massive amounts of money invested into this event and the one last year, and that's now down the drain, sadly, because we're sitting at red. So uh, the Queenstown area is very very lucky. Um, a lot of people have put a lot of time and money into it, but at the, as a result, there's some wonderful golfing uh, courses, there's golfing facilities down there. Uh, did you uh, perhaps? 
look at spreading the tournament over uh, a, a wider base, perhaps, so that um, you wouldn't have as much contact, and and then you'd have more toilets available, more facilities, changing rooms, etc., uh, available to you. Yeah, we had a look at, at spreading the field, at dropping the field, just doing a, a really small event with just New Zealanders, or you know, um, spreading things out. And in the end, it's just too prohibitive at red and way too risky that you know we will still be there and being able to do it. At the scale we need to do it with all of our sponsorship partners and international tour partners, it, it just became impossible, sadly, um, whichever way we looked at it. And, you know, everyone involved with major events know they cost a lot of money to run, and all that money isn't just spent in the event week. It's, you know, it's, it's spent in the, the months and years leading up to it. So we were very deep in this year's event and desperately wanted to make it work, not least of all because the leading three players would have gone to St Andrews, and, you know, mm. what a boost that is for the event. And, so we had a good look at it, mate, and every which way we looked at it, it was just way too impossible under the current restrictions. And we desperately want to do it and do it for Queenstown and for Millbrook. And, you know, they've got a wonderful new golf course there to show off to the world that we were keen to do. But sadly, it won't be this time around. And, um, you know, we'll have a crack in 2023. And we, we were lucky, you know, when the first lockdown happened in 2020, we'd just finished our tournament. So we got ours in in, in, in February. Um, and we sat there and thought, geez, there's no way we won't be doing it in 2021. And when 2021 was cancelled, we thought, gosh, there's no way in one well, another year's time we won't mm. be able to do it in 2022. And here we are again looking optimistically to 2023. It's um, funny old times. Yeah, you don't even uh, want to speculate about that at the moment, do you? I mean, there's so many variables uh, between now and then. But, OK, the planning is in- involved there. And uh, uh, I understand the, the good news is that most people, including sponsors and that, are staying with you for that. Yeah, they they are. It's it's an incredible thing to get support from people who invest their heart and soul and money into things like this. And we're so lucky to have such a great group of people. And you know, John, who leads the tournament for us, has done a great job. And we we couldn't be more happy with the, the support we've got. Our underwriters, Millbrook, are, are world class in the way they act and the way they contribute to this tournament. And, Everyone's with us. It's just a matter of, you know, are we going to be able to do it again in 2023? And, you know, you'd certainly hope so a year down the track from now. Uh, the, the odd thing is, and I, well, I went, odd's probably the wrong word for it, the good thing is that uh, golf is going through uh, quite a resurgence uh, due to COVID. I mean, my, my golf club is closed, I think, for, for in, uh, new entries. Uh, and I'm sure that's the case with many around the country. Getting bookings is very hard on a lot of courses to actually play the game. Uh, so that is... Uh, ironically, is very good. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I probably feel a bit miserable about the whole world right now to talk about the good stuff, but you did right. Um, mate, golf's out of control at the moment. We're memberships about 11% up on the same time last year, which was already 10% up on the year before. The number of rounds being played has grown at about 10% per month. Um, lots of clubs are bursting at the seams and you know figuring out how to deal with all the new players coming their way. So, you know, that part of the game is, is going fantastically and our, our clubs around the country are doing a great job. Is there anything uh, you've got perhaps in the pipeline as a small-time replacement for this? I mean, uh, in all honesty, uh, you know, I, I guess that, that is the, your responsibility to try and put events on. So is there anything, you know, as soon as we possibly get out of red or things ease up a wee bit that you can go ahead with? Yeah, we're, we're looking at a number of things and, you know, we're, we care deeply about the, the professionals and, you know, their livelihood. So we're going to try really hard to do a much smaller event that keeps us well under 100 with players and caddies and, you know, all the people that need to deliver the event. Uh, we'll try and do something around when we were going to have the New Zealand Open. Um, and, of course, there's a domestic series we're desperately trying to keep 
keep afloat. The Charles Tour will keep that rolling where we can and just make sure there's very small small infrastructure and small amount of spectators, what have you. So um, short answer is, yeah, we're, we're doing all we can to keep some opportunities going. It's just heartbreaking. We can't do the New Zealand Open. We, we love that event so mm. much. It was going to be spectacular, but sadly not to be this time around. Yeah, and Queenstown suffers as well, of course. You know, it's a, it's the perfect place to host it. But it's not only that. It's such an opportunity for um, outfits like Tourism New Zealand to showcase because oh, I've done cricket matches down there. Uh, and I tell you what, the, some of those television camera shots that go uh, around the world must have inspired people to come visit. Uh, and there's a four-day opportunity missing. Yeah, it is. And the cool thing about golf is that it's a it's a lengthy broadcast, um, not too dissimilar to cricket. You know, we, we're on it, you know, for four or five hours a day for four days, and there's a lot of chance to showcase beautiful vistas and all the tourism activities and everything that makes New Zealand great. And Queenstown is not a bad shop window for us to present up to the world. And, you know, coverage of our Open goes all over the world and drives a lot of interest in, in the country generally, but also in golf tourism. So another missed opportunity there to have all those wonderful mm. broadcasts up into the world. What can um, what can the government do? What can uh, government do in terms of MIQ? I mean, you guys must have been around the table thinking about this and exploring possibilities. Uh, can we do more? I mean, we hear so many opportunities uh, are, are gone begging. We just only look at the Black Caps. Can't even a world champion Black Caps can't tour Australia because they can't get home. I mean, um, here we are looking at another event that's uh, been knocked on the head that people were so looking forward to. Uh, it just does not seem right that there is not some, for me anyway, some sort of uh, leeway or facility or something um, for these people. Yeah, it does It does seem hard to, to figure out, doesn't it? And I'm sure, well, we hope there's bright minds working on it, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of endeavour from all the sporting codes to, you know, we could have bought 50, 60 Australians in and put them in self-isolation, test them every day, had them independent from everyone else, um, had them practising and you know, done it in a manner that just about every other country is doing with sporting teams. Um, I know there's a lot of priorities with people getting home for other reasons and, you know, sport perhaps should be back of the queue. But um, when you've got private entities, private sporting organisations wanting to do it and wanting to provide facilities where you can have that sort of thing, it does seem a bit hard to figure out why we can't make that work. Yeah, it is, it's incredibly frustrating and Every now and then when something is cancelled, you talk to uh, people such as yourself who are charged with the responsibility of taking the game forward and you all say the same thing. And I, I just wonder, at some point, the penny's got to drop here along the way. Anyway, let's uh, talk about something a little bit more positive in the game. And I know you're not really in the mood to, but anyway, Lydia Ko, uh, magnificent one, continues to inspire uh, the youth of today. Stephen Elker on the uh, Champions Tour, Danny Lee, uh, Ryan Fox, uh, a good showing in the last tournament. Uh, individually, we have uh, those superstars playing the game uh, very, very well for us at the moment. Yeah, we do, and um, there's quite a few more coming through as well. But focusing on the on the, the sharp end, watching Lids on Monday morning, I'm sure all Kiwis really enjoyed that. Um, you know, she played so well, and and you know, bounces around the golf course, brings a great attitude to it. Such a great role model, and you know, I've got two young daughters, Smithy, and if they grow up to be half the person Lids is and, and approach life the way mm-hmm. she, she does, I'll be, I'll be very happy. She's a great New Zealander and so cool to see her um, winning again and, you know, she's she's got the kodu on her bag and she's a proud Kiwi and just loves doing what she's doing at the moment and I think that shines through. You can see she's really enjoying life and enjoying uh, her, her approach to golf right now and that's it's paying some dividends, which is fantastic. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Dean. Uh, I know it's a tough time for you and 
I can hear it in your voice, the disappointment. So uh, we'll leave it at that. We're not the uh, only next time, be, you know. <laughs> no, no. Next time we talk to you, mate, I, I hope it's so. Yeah, I'm sure they are Hardy and um, Mike Glad, Michael Glady and, Co, Glady and Co and all those people that have worked tirelessly uh, underneath them to get this thing going. Uh, got the worst possible news yesterday. But uh, golf will go on. It's a very strong game, well populated. Uh, next time we speak to you, I hope it's uh, in better terms. Anyway, Dean, thanks for your time this morning. Good on you, Smithy. Thank you.